Welcome everyone to Oh Come On Sports. Oh with come on, Mike and Jesse, we're getting that down. <laughs> Episode nine, and we got some, uh, we got some a lot of not a lot of stuff to get to, but uh, we do have a few items on the docket, so we're gonna get right to it. We're gonna start off with some MLB. All right, and in the MLB, I guess the big news is don't uh, listen to Jesse's predictions. Uh, my World Series pick was out in the wild card game. Thanks, Cubs. Playoff baseball. That's what you get with playoff baseball. These teams are so tight. God. <laughs> but that was a that was a pretty pretty amazing uh, game to watch. That was a fun game to watch. It was yeah. long, but yeah. Um, I also watched the play. I watched the first play in game, the Cubs Brewers. Yeah. Uh, or not playing the to decide the division, yeah. and I watched the I watched a bit of the Dodgers Rockies. The Dodgers Rockies one just sucked. That was awful. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I enjoy I enjoyed watching this baseball so much. Like every pitch is so important. Yes. And the fact is, they are important all year. You can tell that by the way the standings are at the end of the season when you have to have play in games after playing that many. Yeah, games. 162, yeah. and nothing's been decided. Obviously, everything's important, but in playoff baseball, it seems like everyone's honed in. The pitchers are honed in a little more. The hitters are honed in a little bit more. The yeah. atmosphere creates this intensity. It's so much fun. There's so much. Uh, I think the best way to say it is there's so much drama on every play. Yeah, uh, and that's something not like. I don't think any other sport can capture. You know, like even like basketball and hockey are more free flowing in the playoffs. Like it's still intense, but it's more yeah. free flowing. Yeah, that's true. It's because everyone stops on the play. Yes, the pitcher pitches the ball, and yeah. then it's it's either something happens or nothing happens. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's really and each time intense. like it's almost like like you can see the crowd behind the behind the uh, behind the plate, and every pitch they go like. <gasps> And then they either exhale or they go, oh, and it's yeah. like, it's so cool to see, like, to see playoff baseball like that. It's so much fun to well, watch. Well, I think they started standing in the eighth or ninth inning of that game, and they were yep. standing all throughout uh, the extra innings. Yep. What about the Nolan Arenado play where he could have got a double play, potentially could have got a double play there, and Javi, or Baez hugged him. Just hugged him. Hugged him and tried to make it be like, oh, it's just joking and all that yeah. stuff. And yeah. Arenado took it as a joke, but then everyone's like, well, you probably could have maybe thrown out the runner at second there. Yeah, it was it was so weird how that happened, and they're like, "Oh, they're just buddies," and I'm like, "I don't think so." Yeah, and like, and, I, I and if he, even I if they are, was, I think he was stopping him. Yeah. from throwing the ball. But I also think I, I love Arenado. He's one of my favorite players. I think he should have played through that more, yeah. like like. Like attempt to make a throw and yep. make Baez get out of the way. Yeah. Or if Baez is trying to hug him, at least struggle to get out of it to draw an interference call. I saw one meme saying that that was the proper way to sack quarterback. So that happy is. Baez showing the way. So the, that, that was pretty funny. The taps on the back might have drew a flag though. <laughs> that is true. Little aggressive. Yeah. Little aggressive. You gotta you gotta do that. So don't believe Jesse is uh, for predictions. So Winnipeg Jets, you're not winning the cup, obviously. Because I just fucked that up, and I and the playoffs are only for four weeks. So if I can't predict a four week tournament, how the fuck am I going to predict a six month season? Hey man, welcome to the club. I've been not predicting stuff Jesus all year. Christ. I've been not predicting Couldn't all year. Couldn't believe long. it. Just out to <laughs> lunch. All right, just ate some crow there. Let's go to the NBA. And uh, for the NBA, I think we want to talk about more of the Jimmy Butler stuff. And uh, keeps on... And it'll be talked about until it happens. Until it happens. it's dragging out here. If I if I the T-Wolves, like I know that a report came out saying that he's not going to miss any regular season games he's going to play. If I the T-Wolves, you got to trade him before then. Yes. Uh, you can't have his shit attitude affecting your locker room. That That's it. He's going to claim he's going to be professional about it. No. No, well, he be, will, but he'll yeah. be he'll be disenchanted. He'll be aloof. He won't like, and he already doesn't like the kids there. Even if it's it, going to get worse. Even if even if everyone does act professional about it, it'll be an underlying theme in their season until until the player moves on. And uh, the word is they're holding out for a lot. Like I think that's why something hasn't happened right now because they are asking for the world. I heard they wanted a starter. Yeah. A star or a starter? I can't remember what it was said, but it was a starter. It's probably both. Uh, 
a prospect, a, uh, and then two picks is what I heard. Yeah, I think I think Wojnarowski reported that last week too, and he had a report this week uh, talking about what Miami is asking for, uh, or what the T Wolves are asking for from Miami in return if he goes to Miami, and it would be Josh Richardson, uh, Bam Adebayo, and a first round pick in any trade. They said that's at a minimum. That's at a minimum. Yeah, like that's they, that needs to be included. Wow. And I don't know if I don't know if that would get so it that, done. That's like the starting thing. Like, yeah. and, and you're gonna have to throw in like Justice Winslow. Or... Uh, well, I gotta think at this. I gotta think this is gonna get to a point where something like that will get it done. If it goes too long, something less than that might get it done. Oh, exactly. Because exactly. The, the longer it drags out, I, that's why I think the T Wolves need to cash in on this now. Um, so I think. A funny thing to do would be to think about what that means if the Raptors were to do that. If they were to put a similar offer together, what would that be? And I don't like the looks of that. Because that because Josh Richardson, a lot of people might not know about him. He's he's going to be essentially one of the best two-way players in the league. Or that's what he's projected to be. He's, mm-hmm. he's projected to be a guy like Jimmy Butler. Uh, Bam Adebayo is a big power forward, really high-level prospect for them. Uh, so when you look at the Raptors, now that that leads me to believe they're looking it's at o- OG and, and Pascal Siakam to start. Yeah, with picks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and that's like, do you take the risk of dealing? I think because uh, we talked about this last week. I think for me, if they traded Lowry with, um, why can't I think of this the the Wings name here? I'm just drawing uh, a blank. CJ Miles? Not CJ Miles, younger than that. Um, geez, I can't remember. But I wouldn't touch Siakam or Anobi. Like I, I those trade. are those are like my like I would start Norman with, Powell. Is that you meant? Yes, yeah. Norman Powell. Yeah. Thank, thank you. I, I can't get Norman Powell in on a trade quick enough. If someone wants that guy, take yeah, him. He's the guy that needs to be in on that trade if you're the Raptors. But it like if you're gonna do it, you have to trade Lowry because this what what needs to because that way you're set up. That if Butler and Leonard leave, you still have Anobi and Siakam, and and um, uh, JV will still be there, so you'll be okay. Uh, I don't think they would take that Serge Ibaka contract, so that's a no. That's a no goal. That that's pipe dream. Okay, <clears throat> what? But do you you might want to take the chance, but you also kind of have to set up that. If you do swing that trade, you still have to have pieces for the future, just in case Kawhi and Jimmy walk. Okay, so I agree with that, but think about this. What about this is probably this is all really for one year anyway. Yes. What about one year of Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler, and a Kyle Lowry who thinks he has a team that he can win with? What about yep. that combination? Yep. Cause I, I do think I was all last week I was very on board trading Kyle Lowry in that deal for Jimmy Butler. But then I was thinking about it this week. I'm like, what about if they could somehow keep Kyle Lowry? Because Kyle, Kyle Lowry is the best point guard on that team. Van Vliet is not up to Kyle Lowry's abilities yet. Yeah. He might get there. And Lowry's a little bit of a bulldog, too. And, and he'll play... Like, I think he would do well with Butler and Leonard, who are known who are known as workaholics. And, he, he fits and, in with them. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He, like you said, they're all bulldogs. Like, that's that's their yeah. mentality. That would be that, a piece of a team to play against. That'd be that'd be an interesting tack to take. It would almost be like, um, I remember the GM of the Lakers. I, I, I can't recall his name, but he was saying that we're not trying to match the Warriors. We need to find a way to beat them. Like Mitch Kupchak. Yes, and to beat them at, like... A different way, like defensively, like we can't we can't match them, splash brother for splash brother. Like we yeah. got we got to beat them a different way. And the Raptors, if they went out and got Jimmy Butler and kept Kyle Lowry, that's what they would be doing. That, They'd be saying like, this is how we're going to beat teams. We're going to lock you down defensively and make like every time you play us, you're going to fucking hate it because we're going to be all over you and we're going to defensively and it's just going to be the most miserable 48 minutes of your life. And Kyle Kyle Lowry is a, a good defensive point guard in the he sense is. that in the sense that he takes passes and he moves he, yeah. he's aggressive. Yeah. You know, and he, he can steal the ball too. So, uh you get a you get a, a power a small forward, a shooting guard and the point guard in Kyle Lowry and uh those two other guys and that is a really well, tough you, you would have JV at the at the 5. Yeah. And then you probably have Siakam would no, probably you have to trade, be your you have power. To, you have to trade oh, you Siakam. Would, you would have to. You have to, you have to let them walk. Hey? Yeah, it's interesting. So then, yeah. So then, it's that, inter- it gets, let Serge Ibaka maybe a power forward, but he's a depreciating asset by the second. Yeah, but you know what? Like, 
it would be so exciting that, for them to do it. Raptors basketball would be the funnest stuff we've seen in years, and and the last four years have been great. Yeah. And you would miss OG and Pascal oh, for to sure. death. They'll, they'll be great. And you'd but, be giving up a first-round pick in that deal, probably, too. So that's that's going to hurt. Here Here's the other thing, too, is, like, every fan base loves their own prospects. Like, they, they hype them up and they put them on pedestals. That's a good point. There's no guarantee that Anobi and Siakam are going to become what we think they're going to become. Like, if they – like, let if you take – go five years in the future and they're not what they were – and we didn't trade them, for and, and it comes out like a few years from now that it's like, oh, this is the deal on the table, and nobody took it, and it's like, holy shit, we could have traded that guy for for that. It's a good point. Like, yeah, I remember hearing that um, uh, uh, Blue Jay stuff that there was a package on the table for David Price when he was with Tampa, so uh, he would have come to Toronto and he would have been under team control, and the main centerpiece going back was Drew Hutchinson. But they didn't want to part with Drew Hutchison they, at that time. He had had a good year, yeah, and they they were sold on his on on his upside. I understand that and thinking tur- at the time he, too. And he turned into nothing. I think and it, I think he had goes, like a twelve or ten, twelve or something win season. Twelve, yeah, he thirteen was like, wins. He was like twelve like and eight or yeah. something like that, and he looked good. And they're like, "Oh, here's our ace of the future. Why would you give up him for David Price?" Blah blah. blah. And it's like going. You look back, and obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. But you look back, and you're like, "Wow." I guess we should have traded for him because we would have David Price for four years of team control, yeah. and maybe we would have won a World Series. You know, they eventually got David Price for half a year, and then yeah. was, that was it. But it was yeah, a good, exactly. It was a good run. So, you know, it just it's it's interesting talk. I also heard too that the Houston Rock, Rockets are big into it. That, that, uh, that's got to be a that's got to be a luxury tax number if they yes, get him. Yes, yes, and if the Rockets trade for Jimmy Butler, you know it's a rental. Like that's a fact because they they simply cannot afford it because. James Harden's making 40 mil. Chris Paul's making 30 to 35. And then Clint Capella is making 25 or something like that. So, right there, you got like 95 million tied up in three players ish in there. Plus, you got Carmelo Anthony. Like, it'd be a. if, If all things are equal. If the Rockets need are the ones that need to get them because they're the ones that that I think can give like can give up their future because they're in the point now that they're like you know what we got Chris Paul he's this age we got Carmelo we got James Harden we're winning now that's that's, this that's, the that's only a time. good point this is all we got the Rockets can afford to do that now now but the Raptors have the option they can try that now if they want but then they're then they're giving up their future as well too and that's yeah. a Probably a bad idea, and but and it, really, and it's nearsighted for and you sure. Kind of, you kind. Well, you didn't really give up too much of your future for Leonard because you just gave up DeRozan and Jakubowicz. But that, that's that's a nice piece, but that's not a huge piece to give yeah. up. And and Jakubowicz too, when he came out, people were like, "Oh, he's going to be great. It's going to be a great stretch four and all this stuff." And like he was okay, but he wasn't like yeah. I, I like him. He's got soft hands around the basket. He always finishes. He's he runs the floor. He's a good player, but he's a he's a Spurs player in my opinion. I'm not yep. surprised they got him. Yeah, and and but it just seems like you could almost replace him. You could, yeah. You you easily. can find you can find someone. Yeah, you know. So, um, also uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were we were or I think it was last week we were looking at the Raptors trade uh, potential for Jimmy Butler. And there was a Richardson in there. We didn't know who he was. This is why we're not national. <laughs> His name is... It's Malachi. Malachi Richardson. Yeah. Um, he is... How old is he? Born in 1996. That makes me feel pretty old. That's why we don't know about him. Exactly. He's a, he's a child. He's a child. Yeah. Jesus. But uh, there is a Richardson on the Raptors. So well, well, I thought they made a mistake. Shame on us. I thought they made a mistake and they were talking about Josh Richardson. Because sure, he kept coming up. They sure weren't. That's why that guy's national and we're not. Um, but you know what? Whatever, there's lots of mistakes I could in be, shit. I could, be, I could be easily talked into and, and getting behind the trading for Jimmy Butler, trading Anobi and Siakam for Butler. I could get behind that. If you kept Lowry, I that, could do it. I think that would actually give you the best team as as opposed to going with Van Vliet and DeLon Wright as your point guards. Yep. It's such an important position. I'm yep. starting to rethink what I was thinking before. Just... And, and the thing is, I think your relationship with Kyle Lowry is is over after this season anyway. So I think he's gone, and Kawhi Leonard's probably gone, and uh, Jimmy but, Butler would be gone probably too. So 
But if you can bring them together and win a championship, that could change things. And that that's the thing. Like, it, or not. everyone's making it sound like it's like and. Out of all the sports, it feels like basketball is the most foregone conclusion. It's going to be the Warriors versus the Celtics. You know, like it feels like that's just... But, you know, injuries happen. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, you blew out your Achilles in a sport where you have to jump in that. I don't think you just come back from that. It's yeah. it, like you know, like and I don't, I don't think he improved their team that much anyway. I think yeah. it's a signing, but I don't think, they, yeah, I don't think it put them over they, the. They paid, over the, they paid him the mid-level exemption, which is five million dollars. Yeah. So it's not like they don't even believe in it, really. They're ta- it's a lottery ticket, a five million dollar lottery ticket is what it is. Yeah. So a lot can happen, man. If they got Butler, that'd be some exciting times. Oh. It would be Drake would be losing his fucking mind. I would, know that for sure. It would be the most exciting. I don't know about exciting. It would be the best year of basketball you've probably ever seen from this organization. I would have yep. to imagine. Yep. And hey, and if it all like if if it was a Hollywood ending and they ended up um, and they ended up winning the championship and Leonard and Butler left afterwards, fuck, that's great. We got a championship out of it. The thing is, this band that's is, equity. Th- this band is breaking up anyway. The yep. band is breaking up. Let's let's go for the, yeah, the gusto. Yeah, if if it's breaking up, why don't we put all our chips in the middle and, and let it ride and let's see? Go what on goes. tour, one year tour, one year tour. Let's do it. Uh, also, Kawhi Leonard's laugh is the creepiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> just just so you guys know. Uh, on to the NHL. Uh, just before we get into that, the Colts are down twenty-four to three here, um, and I I haven't heard anything about deflated balls in this game. So, and we haven't commented on this game once because it's not much going on. And the compared to last week's game, yeah. this game sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be quite honest. Yeah. Uh, so before we get to Donkey Tom Wilson, oh yeah, uh, did you see? Uh, sorry to interrupt, but something on I, I was listening to the Fan Nine Sixty today in Calgary, and they do a really good job and. Uh, they, I, I believe they stole something from our show because they were using the NHL '94 what? theme on one of the one of the pieces they were doing there. So I think it's oh. obvious they listened to us. Obviously, and ridiculous. They, they said, you know what, those guys are are, are crushing it. We're going to steal some material from them. So we'll, we'll our, our lawyers will be in contact with them. But whatever, <laughs> it's not a big deal. We'll let, the, we'll let the law law team. We'll let the that law, out. law sort it out here. Uh, but before before we get to Donkey Tom Wilson here. Uh, Seattle has been by has been voted unanimously by the executive committee uh, to be an expansion team. So they only got one more hurdle to go through. In December at the Board of Governors meeting, they have another vote. And if it's a, I think it's got to be twenty three out of the, or I think twenty four out of the thirty one. If they vote two yes, two thirds, right, or something. Two thirds, yeah. I think, is what it is. Right. Yeah, and then Seattle will be the thirty second team, and they're hoping to start for the twenty twenty season. Uh, the expansion fee is going to be six hundred and fifty million. Vegas was five hundred million. It went up a hundred and fifty million in like two seasons. Well, Jesus. And, and it, it helped that Vegas was as successful yes. as they were, but that's not going to happen again. Uh, Twenty-two point four million to each owner, uh, except Vegas. Vegas, Vegas does, does not, not get the expansion fee, and, but they and they don't participate in the expansion draft. They don't have to do any of that. So yeah. you know, you got to go to the cup. Now you, you don't get money too. Yeah, and, and like the vote is, it's pretty much just a. The, if if they're if they're talking about it like this, it's gonna get it's gonna oh, get voted. For yes, sure. As an owner, yeah. you're gonna give me two, so I can get rid of a shit player, yeah. <laughs> and you're gonna give me twenty two point four million dollars. Where do I sign up? Hey, those shit players went to the finals last year. That's, <laughs> true. That's <laughs> they're, true. They're in their conference. That's true. So. Um, it's so expected. They're, they're expected to be in for the 2021 season, is what they're saying right now. Yep. They're renovating a uh, key arena, the old key arena. They're going to make gonna, it a state of the art facility. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, exciting times. Uh, even the Vancouver Canucks owner was pretty excited about it. He says it's great to have a like yeah. a, a rival right there. Aquilini, so. he liked it for sure. That's an obvious rival. Also, I don't know if he gets a little bit more because it's within his because they. Um, some sports leagues have rules where you can't be within their their reach. I guess is what they call it. Right. Like, um, uh, like Toronto. That's why that that's one of the big reasons why like Hamilton, Hamilton or yeah. Greater Toronto area hasn't had a hockey team because Toronto 
won't allow them within their circle. Toronto is going to say essentially that if you put a hockey team in Hamilton, you're taking our fans because people in Hamilton already like us and you're yeah. cutting into our business. You're cutting into our yeah. business. So if you're going to do that, you're going to have to pay us this amount of money is what they're they're saying. So it's competitive something or other. Yeah. Um, so that that's exciting. 32 teams fixed. Get those divisions back to 8-8. Eight and eight, So the, the group that bought is going with the Seattle team is headed up by Tim Laiwiki and Jerry Bruckheimer. Jerry Bruckheimer, the movie guy. Really? Yeah. And Laiwiki, he Laiwiki was with Toronto was, was, for a bit, was wasn't he? Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. Yeah. Uh, he, was, he was basically in charge. A lot of, of money there. He was in charge of the Raptors, the Leafs, uh, the soccer team, <laughs> Air Canada Centre, Rico Coliseum, Maple Leaf Square. He basically ran all of that. And uh, he did, he brought... Wasn't he in charge of them when they all sucked, though? But he brought <laughs> some people in that turned them around. He brought Shanahan to the Leafs. There you go. He brought Masai Ujiri to the Raptors. Uh, for the soccer team, he brought Michael Bradley, Jermaine Defoe, Sebastian Giovinco. Uh, he really turned all of oh, that, all of that around. Go. So, so he, Seattle, Seattle's in good hands. He's like he's a guy who gets stuff done, and uh, he is also the CEO of uh, Oakview Group, which is a firm that has been registering uh, trademarks and domain names, which people are associating with names that might be for the team here. Oh, okay. And they've actually uh, Bovada, the uh, the sports book online, actually ranked. Who, the odds, the the the, the domains that okay. have been judged. So, so who's the top so one? So the, the the one that is getting the best odds are the Emeralds, which is kind of I don't know, kind of boring. Yeah, it's, I it's thought. Kind of, well, we'll yeah. see. What the, uh, I'm assuming the jersey's going to be uh, green, manly, Emerald. and blue. That could, that, that, that could be good. I don't know. I'm just yeah. assuming because yeah. that's what the soccer team is. That's what the yeah. Seahawks are. Okay, that would make you know? sense. I could see that then. Or are they going to go green and yellow like the old Seattle SuperSonics? Oh, that would be interesting too. And that was yeah, green, yellow, and white on that one. I don't, uh, I don't think anybody in the NHL right now is wearing green and yellow. It used to be the North Stars, but they're not obviously here anymore. So no, that would be available. Yeah, be yeah. So that makes sense. So it's plus four fifty are the odds on that one. That was the, right. that was the best odds there. After that, it's the Totems at oh, six hundred. That's awful. The Rainers at no. six fifty. The Evergreens. Wow, this is yeah. pretty crap. I like the tree, not the name. This one I like. Crack it. I like that. Yeah, the, the Seattle, Seattle Kraken. Yes, and that has that kind of like feel to it. Like you could smother, it's, you could smother other teams. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds badass. Yeah. they should go with that. I think that's cool. Uh, the rest I don't like compared to that. Uh, Renegades, Overdone, Sea Lions. Oh, jeez, Firebirds, Firebirds, Cougars, Eagles. You can't be the Eagles because you 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 will not be. It, when everyone someone thinks of a sports franchise, you're not thinking of the Seattle Eagles NHL team. You're thinking <laughs> of the Philadelphia Eagles. Exactly. Well, I like I like the Kraken. Uh, there was also seals, whales, and sockeyes. Sockeyes I like better than a lot of those other ones. And sockeyes was plus fifteen hundred. Out of the out of the top three, the emeralds, the totems, and the rainiers or rainiers yeah. or whatever, I would go with the emeralds. I would go with the emeralds. I wasn't on board with three. it until you explained like the jersey color and everything. Yeah, like that. it would definitely be green. Like I can I can almost yeah. you know don't take this as a Cubs prediction, <laughs> but you know I can pretty much say that like their jersey is going to be green. Like that—that's a Seattle staple. Like you look at the Mariners; they got green in their jersey, you know, and and the Seahawks. Um, I, I just, out of all of them, I'm going with Kraken. To, and and the thing is, the Mariners—you uh, got the you got the Seahawks. Like it's all like sea themed type things. Right. So why wouldn't you do the Kraken? That's a sea thing. You know? and, and you could make the Kraken green. I, I assume mm-hmm. it was something that's black, but I think it's because black rum is called Kraken. That's true. That's true. <laughs> could you imagine if they're sponsored by them? It's just the the bottle. Oh, it'd be, on their. I'm, I'm I'm marketing it for them. <laughs> Get this stuff together, guys. Hey, I always said that Vegas should be called like um, like deuces or something. Las Vegas yeah. deuces, and their logo Snake should eyes. be a pair of tits. <laughs> and uh, and and you could only. Like, if it was in the store, you would have to have it covered because, you know, you can't be showing it. But if, you, if, if you're if you of age, we could show you and you could lift it up and see the boobs. <laughs> It'd be the most Vegas thing ever. But Their uniform should actually have, like, something that looks like a like a, a bill, like a $20 bill hang, <laughs> hanging out of underwear. Out of, out of a G-string? Yeah. That would be yeah. phenomenal. They just had a couple of those all over the jersey. <laughs> you know, if that's not very pro-league. I'm sure the ECHL would come up with something like that. Yeah. I think we played in a league that would allow that. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right. And then in the uh, in the, uh, the the other big news of NHL this week is uh, Tom Wilson's at it again. He gets suspended for coming for hitting Oscar Sundquist of the St. Louis Blues in the preseason. Uh, as Sundquist was coming across the middle, granted with his head down, shouldn't have been doing that. 
That's but Tom Wilson targeted his head. I, I, I watched that replay like 30 times. And like, he, I agree with the NHL. He could have adjusted and tried to, tried to hit more of his body. But he targeted the head and just took him out. Yeah, I wonder if it's uh, if it's like a uh, like a an actual targeting mentally thing. I don't see it as I see it as more like he just doesn't care enough to to to. to I think to, he to I think he it. sees red. Like he, yeah. he gets mad for whatever reason. He's like, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. Yeah, and he actually goes and actually kills the guy. <laughs> you know, and uh, and the big problem too is is this is now his. He's been suspended for 20 games. He's appealing. Uh, but he's the NHL has levied a 20-game suspension on him because this is the fourth time in 18 months that he's been suspended. Four times in 18 months. Dude, figure it out. Yeah, and that was like 105 games is the total. That's the total span of... of, he, of yeah, of, he was of, suspended four times within a 105-game span. That's ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. And he's only been in... He was a draft pick in 2012. He was in the league in 2013. So he's played. He, he he's played been, five seasons. He's played five seasons. He's he was a good prospect. He's come up through their system. They like him a lot. They gave him this massive, ridiculous contract. Oh, it, six years, five point one six mil. Nobody, a season. nobody thinks that's good. Like that's it's like, awful. And you know what? They, they paid him because of the because of the playoff run they went on and his appeal to everyone there. And 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 he like let's face it, he played with Ovechkin, like. I think most guys are going to look good when all the defense is concentrating on number eight. You know, like yeah, I, I don't understand it. Uh, I heard I heard comparisons that Tom Wilson's kind of like Matt Cook. Yes. Uh, in the in the dirtiness spectrum, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, that's an interesting comparison. Uh, except Matt Cook was only suspended four times in his entire career for twenty five games. <laughs> And Matt Cook was a pretty damn good player too. He was a good player. That's right. Yeah. And uh, dirty. Uh, yes. His headshot on Mark Mark Savard, which you could call up on YouTube, very dirty. vicious. Never got suspended for that, which is surprising. That was a different time. He would have been suspended huge for that. Oh, now. today? Yeah. Yes, he would have been suspended a lot more. And yeah. that and that's what we got to take like into consideration. Like Tom Wilson's playing in a different era, so you're going to get suspended more because there's there's more. Uh, more attention paid to it. Yes. But at the same time, like, dude, figure it out. Like, just figure it out, you donkey. Well, and he's admitted now, I mean, as he should after this many uh, times being in the league office, they, they basically told him, they're like, we're sick of seeing you. Like, this is... Yeah. Brian, Brian Burke was on the fan this, this morning, and he has a son that works at the league office, and Brian Burke said he thought they would get fifth, that they would give him 15 games, and they ended up giving him 20 and because they're sick of this from yeah. him. Yeah, and it's, it's definitely a... Seriously, you're here again, yeah. and what the fuck are you doing that in the preseason for? It's preseason, you dummy. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you like? You're getting paid five point one million. Like, you don't preseason. You don't need to. What do you need to prove? Why do you need to go do that? Well, like, and it takes away from the fact that you're actually not a not a bad player. That's not what you should be known for. Yeah. Um, but that is what you're getting known for. Just a donkey. Yeah. Um, I just I can't believe. Like I just can't believe he's done this again four times in 105 games, just ridiculous. Somebody else else that is a equal comparison kind of to both these guys would be a Rafi Torres. Oh yeah, he was dirty. He he Rafi Torres had a 41 game suspension for an illegal hit to the head of uh, Jakob Silverberg, um, and yeah. was that in the playoffs? I don't know when that was there. I think you're right about that. I think it was in the playoffs. I think you're right about that. Still, yeah, Rafi Torres, he was he was a dirty little shit. But he was his stats are comparable to these guys too. They're all kind of they they can all play a little bit. That's the thing. So like he like they all can score you know over twelve goals for a fourth liner or a third liner. That's not too bad. The thing is, uh, when you're getting paid five point one million, you're not getting paid to be a fourth liner. You should be. Like at five point one million, I'm thinking you've got to score at least twenty five goals. Yeah. Like for that kind of salary, uh, or you're you got to be like the one of the best two way forwards, and that's not Tom Wilson. No, it's not. But and it's not his fault. He's getting paid more than he should be. Like he can't do anything. Well, I don't begrudge the player no, on, on no. the pay. Yeah, you know, yeah. If they're gonna offer it to you, yeah. take it, man. Take it. It's guaranteed money. You can only play this game for so long. Take it. Um, you know. Tom Brady just threw a pick right through Hogan's hands. Um, Chris Hogan owners are just hating that. Right <laughs> they are losing. Well, they're, their they're, they're hating their their 
year right now if they're Chris Hogan owners. Oh, jeez. And, uh, yeah, like, you take the money because they offered it to you, and his agent is amazing for getting that deal. But to put it into perspective, so the last three years, uh, Tom Wilson, seven goals, 16 assists, 23 points in 15-16. Seven goals, 12 assists, 19 points in 16-17. 14 goals, 21 assists, 35 points last year. Now, here in Calgary, we have Sam Bennett. First year, 18 goals, 18 assists, 36 points. 13 goals, 13 assists, 26 points next year. And then 11 goals, 15 assists, 26 points. By that logic, Sam Bennett is worth $5.1 million a season, yeah. which he is not. And nobody, even Sam Bennett doesn't think that he's yeah. worth <laughs> And yet, here we are uh, with the paying Tom Wilson. Like, what are the Capitals doing? I don't understand it. They they, they're, they're they, put, they paid for good feelings. Yes, yeah, they're going to regret that in in if they're not regretting it now, they're going to regret it within a year. Yeah, you know, because they're going to be in cap hell. Yeah, something else funny about uh, Wilson too is his penalties. Like, uh, so roughly twenty percent of his two hundred, he's had two hundred and fifty five penalties called against him in the in the regular season in his career. So roughly twenty percent have been majors, and some of those are fighting, of course, but a lot of them are also majors. For roughing, and then also and getting just kicked out of the game, misconducts and match penalties as well. So he's just been a total dick. Like he's 20% had twenty percent of the time. He's had eleven misconducts and match penalties in his career. That's a huge amount for a guy who's been in the league for such a short period of time. That is huge. Holy shit! Yeah, and and so only two other players in that time have as have even uh, have as many penalty minutes, and that's Roussel and McLeod. Uh, Cody McLeod? Cody McLeod and Antoine Roussel. Yeah. Cody McLeod is a fighting... Those are fighting majors for Cody McLeod. That guy's not a dirty player at all. Roussel, I wouldn't even call dirty, too. He plays on the edge sometimes, but he fights a lot, too. So those are the only two players that are even close, and he's... And that's just a penalty... Penalties uh, called on them. Exactly. That's not not the majors or the misconducts. Oh, my God. Yeah. Donkey Tom Wilson. You know we're gonna we're gonna get a new sound effect for um, for future episodes. It's gonna be a donkey because because we all know that Tom Wilson's gonna strike again, and there'll be other donkeys. You know you got. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll get a better sound effect than that. <laughs> yeah, it won't be Mike just riffing on it. <laughs> that that's for sure. All right, we're gonna go to some NFL. All right, what I want to talk about this week is uh, on Sunday, Earl Thomas uh, broke his leg, and then as he was being carted off, uh, flipped off the, looks like the, or he, he flipped off the Seattle sideline. Nobody knows who he was flipping off. Uh, I, I think I know. I assume he was pissed off because they weren't willing to renegotiate his deal that he was going to pay $8.5 million for, and he held out to keep healthy. And he ended up getting hurt, anyways. Yeah, I think I think it was straight up to Pete Carroll. Be like, hey man, like yeah. I came back and this is what happened. You yeah. see what I was trying to tell you? Yeah. You see what I was trying to tell you? Yeah. Um, I I I think we were t- we were talking about this earlier, and I think we're both kind of on the same page. I'm starting to feel more towards the player side of things in these debates now. Um, football is such a violent sport, and th- this non guaranteed contract stuff, I actually think should probably end. Yes. Um. I was, for many years, I was very much, I was very much pro team. Like I felt like, like I'm a Packers fan, so I felt like you know if a player was holding out, I'd be like, oh, why are you, why are you doing that to the team? Yeah. And I think as I got older and you learn more, you realize like, a, it's non guaranteed money, so he's just trying to save his body, so it makes sense. Yes. And you know the other thing too is is we expect as fans. We expect these players to come out and honor their contracts. But the teams don't have to honor their contracts. They can cut these guys at any fucking time they want. Yeah. Right? It's it's, it's the most cutthroat sport in, it's the, in, most cut- in the league. Or out of all professional sports. NHL, you can't do that. No. you get got a buyout window, and you have to pay the guy out. Um, and everything in the NHL is guaranteed. NBA, it's all guaranteed. And Major League Baseball, all guaranteed cash. Those yeah. three leagues are all guaranteed. That's like... and. How often do you hear players holding out in those leagues? Yeah, yeah. And I was I was searching online, like I could not like 
I couldn't find a, a an example in the last five years of a player in those three leagues holding out. No, it happens with res- Look, restricted with, free agents in hockey. It happens, but that's really it. Yeah, and, no, I'm talking like not restricted free agents. I'm exactly. talking a guy that has a contract and is held out for more money. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, not 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 a free agent that's waiting for an offer or waiting for the right offer. I'm talking like you have a contract and you're holding out for more money. Yeah. The only sport it happens is is in the NFL. And that's because there's no like the guaranteed money is shit. And yeah. I'm telling like for how much money the owners are making on that sport, yes. the guaranteed money is shit. They need to um they need to their their head of their PA D, D. Maurice Smith uh, the CBA is up in 2021. They need to lock in, and that's the big thing for for me, if, for the players. They need to get guaranteed contracts across the board for everybody. Because yeah. then the benefits to that is, and, and you got to get rid of the franchise tag. That's fucking ridiculous. Yes. Um, you get you you can keep your five year rookie deals, sure, but if you got rid of the franchise tag, you wouldn't have holdouts. That, in my that's, opinion, I agree 100. percent So. If you get guaranteed money, there's no more holdouts, and the teams will have players actually playing all the time instead of wondering if he's going to show up. You don't get the Le'Veon Bell situation. Uh, and then if it's guaranteed money, they're loath to cut them. Yes. Right? Because in the NHL, if you try to buy out or cut, you have to pay out their whole salary. Yeah. Well, well why yeah, am I their, their pay? salary counts against your cap for years to come. Exactly, in, in a small portion of their contract. And, and the, well, the whole they, they would do the math and, and yeah. spread it out, but they're whatever. but it still sucks to have that on your books yes. every year. You're just draining you, and you where, don't get the asset. Where in the NFL, the only thing that counts towards the cap is the guaranteed money. But out of a like besides Kirk Cousins' deal, out of a hundred million dollar deal, only fifty million is guaranteed. Well, like, oh yeah, he's ma- and everyone's like, oh, he's making twenty five million a year. Well, no, he's only making like ten, like, of guaranteed. Everything else is performance based, and you know what? Like, performance based doesn't work in pro sports because there's so much out of your control. How do you go to like uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers or something and say it's performance based now? Yeah, but if you give me shit ass wide receivers mm-hmm. and they drop the ball three or four times a game, that affects my performance pay. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, how is that on me that they're shit? There, you know? There's a few guys in football that get paid, but it's so few and far between. And it's it's and it's usually a quarterback, and they get paid, but then a lot of them have endorsements too. So there's like you know a Peyton Manning and guys like that, Aaron Rodgers, they're making good money, great money. But I couldn't believe like a guy like uh, David Johnson, his salary is is insanely low for what he does for that team. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. isn't it isn't it like uh, four million or something? Yeah, it's it, it's let's re- look it up it's, here. that's that's a terrible It's ridiculously yeah. low. Even like Le'Veon Bell, the franchise take at fourteen million, like people are like, Oh, like that's such a like fourteen million, like how can you not live on that? Well, first off, it's don't compare his salary to your salary. Okay? No, yeah, that's not because we're not <laughs> you're not in the same field. Yeah. You gotta look at him compared to what he does on the field in that environment. Yeah. He's worth so much more than fourteen million. What's David Johnson earning this year? So this year, base salary. So he's making like a four million dollar contract, basically. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cap, That's the cap. It is five five million sixty six thousand. I cannot believe that. For what? Like they're not using him properly right now. But no. For what he means to that team. Yeah. That's and and, and, and that's and, the and problem. He, and the thing is, it some they're not really taking advantage of David Johnson, but some teams like. Pittsburgh has shown they will run Lev Bell into the ground. They've showed no 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 problem with giving him the ball twenty five times a game every game he's in there. Four hundred touches a year. That's 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 like early nineties running back level. Yeah. Is what that is. Like yeah. that that's that's what like And there's nothing stopping Arizona other than their own stupidity, uh, because they don't seem to want to win from yeah. doing that to David Johnson, because yeah. at least you would get some wins out of it. Yep. It's, I don't mean to uh, say that about run David Johnson in the ground, but like teams have the ability to do that if they want yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. And and they almost it, it's it's a crazy world they're in because the players are trying to protect themselves and get like cuz they know it's a short shelf life. Uh, if you're not a quarterback, you're like if you're lucky, you play 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you're a quarterback, you can probably play if you if you're good, you can play like 12 to 15. Okay. Uh, so and but the average career span in the NFL is like three years. It's a shade under three years. Is what I read that, and the teams don't give two shits. 
and they and they use they use the player's competitive nature against them in a way because yeah, they, they, because they, they, the players like, try to save themselves, yes. but at the same time they want to win. Yeah. That's why they play. Yeah. They want to win, and and it gets them. And the team's like, well, if you want to win, we're gonna have to have you run the ball twenty five times today. Yeah. And uh, you know, Vince Wolfork's on the other side, <laughs> there, and he's like three hundred fifty pounds, so you're gonna have to smack into him a bunch of times. So, like being a running back, it's like being in like five car accidents a week, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zeke Elliott this past week was saying that um, he's got knee bursitis and something with his ankle. He ran for hundred and eighty yards. Uh, you know, and 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 now he's leading the league in rushing, and he caught uh, he caught four balls for eighty yards. Like he had he had a two hundred sixty yard day, and and he's like, oh, I just feel like garbage that, but he's playing next week. You know, he's not he's not sitting out. These guys are some of the best athletes in the world. Yeah, with their skill set, um, I'm starting to think they should get paid. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Guaranteed salaries. Yeah. The other three leagues are doing it. Like NFL, figure it out, man. Like. You want and, to, and the NFL makes more. The NFL makes more every year than the NHL for sure. NHL um, and MLB for sure. Yeah. NBA, yeah, I think so. They must. I, I feel like they do. I feel like they're the king. Um, an interesting note is um, so this like the CBA is up in twenty twenty one, and the NFLPA has been warning players to save for the long fight. because oh, uh, they say the big reason they caved and and everyone feels like like the league won in 2011, which I think they did, uh, is because guys like Vince Young and Bryant McKinney had to take out high-interest loans during the lo- during the lockout to afford their lifestyles. Oh, wow. And they had been warning them for two, three years previous, saying, hey, like, this is going to be a nasty thing, but these yeah. are the things, like, to make... To make the game safer for you and and more money for you, these are the things we need to do to to make it better going forward. And Vin, like guys like Vince Young and Brian McKinney didn't listen. Wow. Took out high interest loans, and and then there was pressure from those players to get back to work because they couldn't afford their loans. That's that's Just terrible. Insane, that hey? is terrible. And I I I believe they probably are going to be in for a fight on this next one here because uh, some things do need to change. And I know the owners are are going to have to make some concessions here. I know they won't want to. The owners are going to dig in and yeah. they're going to say no, fuck you. And the players need to need to be a unified front to get this. The the minute you start hearing cracks, it's over. That's yeah. it. The owners got you. Man, I I would like to think the players will pull out some things here, but uh, it's going to be tough when when because some players like you mentioned a couple of examples, Vince Young or Vince Young, Brian McKinney, some players in this era will get into that situation if there's a lockout. Yeah, and and those are going to be the guys. That's when it starts to crack, right? Yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to have a problem. Tom Brady's not going to have a problem. Those aren't the guys that you worry about. Yeah, and and the thing is, is is the the sad thing is is that. The, the owners know this and they're not going to negotiate until it comes closer to the date. Because like you like MLB uh, hasn't had a strike since 94. Uh, NBA hasn't had a strike since I think 99 because they lost half a season. NHL has a strike every five years it fucking yeah, seems. Probably have another one coming. Uh, the, yeah, and, and you know it, it's awful for, for the fans. It's like, Jesus Christ, Like, why can't you guys just talk throughout the year and just figure this stuff out? And why does it have to come to a head? And <laughs> the reason it comes to a head is because, is because a lot of times they're, they're not, the two sides are not looking at what, for what's for the best interest for the league as a whole. Like, and that includes the players and the owners and whatever. Yeah. Each side is looking out for the best for interests of themselves, and that's the wrong thing. MLB has figured it out. They've they they're looking for the best interests for both. NBA has figured it out. Adam Silver is one of the one of the smartest commissioners out there. I'm a big fan. Um, of this. And I know uh, I know I like Gary Bettman. I think he's he's a fucking genius. I, I, I think he's done a lot for hockey. And, I, uh, and, and but even people him, in Canada hate him. But I think he's very good. Even him, like there's been how many lockouts under his watch? Four, yeah. three. Yeah. You know. Uh, it just sucks that it always comes to that, but the reason is is because the each side wants to win and they're not working together for a goal, which sucks. But the players need to negotiate guaranteed money, fully guaranteed money, because then all this peripheral peripheral bullshit goes away. There's no holdouts, there's no franchise tag, there's no bullshit. It's guaranteed. You know, don't the, worry about you it. You know what the NFL needs to do? Hmm. Bring in Donald Fear. 
Yes, yeah, he's a he's a nasty little fucker, but he gets the job done. And it'll be a guaranteed lockout if you bring him in. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no commissioner likes Donald Fair. That's for sure. You know, holy shit. <laughs> so, so that's uh, that's our take on holdouts. Just wanted to uh, discuss that. And now we're gonna go to this week's gut feel segment. Gut feel. What was your record last week? My record last week was one and three. So on one the, and three on the season, or no, pardon, yeah, yeah, on the season we're five and seven, five wins, seven losses on the season. All right, that's okay. Yeah, so you know we're trying to get over five hundred here. Um, <laughs> as uh, you know, picking against the spread, it's a it's a fun it's a fun little game. <laughs> Listen, I went on CBS Sports and like their head uh, uh, writer for gambling or whatever or for odds. Yeah. I looked at his record and he bet he he. Bets on every game or gives you predictions on every game. That's very tough. His, to do. his record is uh, thirty twenty nine and one. That's pretty good. Uh, just, just and I'm just like, and he's writing for a major website, well, and he's thirty twenty nine and one. It's not easy to do this. Well, the reason the spread is put in place is to make it difficult to bet on them. Like, mm-hmm. it, like that's that's the thing. Mo- a lot of people can pick a straight up winner in a football game, but the spread it makes it a little bit tougher. So that's why that's why it's so much fun, and that's why you try to look for edges when you can. And uh, we got a couple this week, so let's go for it here. Uh, the first one that I was picking uh, is going to be the Jag, uh, Jaguars and the Chiefs game. Um, I've been looking around. A lot of people are taking this one. And it's uh, the Jags are the underdogs in this game. They're a plus three. Okay. And a lot of people are taking the Jags in this one. And that's, really? that's what I'm doing, too. Um, they are in Kansas City. So that's why I think that number isn't actually a little bit... I, I think that number, the, the home field advantage for the Chiefs is going to be huge. I really like... Uh, the thing is, it's a short week for the Chiefs. They played on Monday Night Football. The Jags' D is very stout, as everyone knows. Um, the, the Jags have been talking a lot about not blitzing Mahomes that much, making him throw in the pocket. Uh, that might be a bad idea. I don't know. He's got a cannon for an arm. But, he's got a cannon. But, but they think with the coverage guys they have in Jacksonville, they think they can handle that a little you know, bit easier. And, and Denver proved it. That now there's tape on Mahomes. Yeah. Mahomes is having a great year. Don't get me wrong. He's fantastic. But... People that were saying like he's going to break the touchdown record, like put, pump the brakes on that because teams didn't have tape on him yet. They now have four weeks worth of tape. Yeah, and they're and- they're seeing tendencies and they're going to attack those tendencies. Look, if, do we all not remember how Deshaun Watson came out of the gate last year? Yeah, like he came out like like a bandit. Like it was like, oh my god, this guy's the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. And then this year they've got tape on him now. And he's fighting it a little bit rough go because they're they're playing they're they're they learn stuff. And the thing is, that's not a that's not a, a hit on them. That's just what happens. Like, yeah. The league will learn, and then you have to adjust. Yeah. I, I give a lot of credit to Pat Mahomes uh, last week in that game against Denver. He wasn't having those games he used to have, and he's not throwing five touchdowns. His it's first a, half wasn't very good, but his second half he showed his uh, he showed his leadership and, yeah. and his will to win, which is. Uh, which is something the greats have, and his accuracy throwing on the run is fan. It, it's amazing. fantastic. It's amazing. Fantastic. It's, well, he's a great player to watch with his right and left hand. He don't. He don't care. That that's that type of creativity is so fun to watch. Like those are guys like like Brett Favre used to pull out plays like that where he'd do something you don't expect, like a shovel pass in a weird way, or like a never a with ba- his left a backhand flip, but never with his left. But to switch hands as you're going down and flip it. I was watching Good Morning Football, and. Um, Kyle Brandt showed he he went back and showed tape of like three other quarterbacks trying the lefty throw. One was Jay Cutler, ended in a pick. <laughs> um, uh, another was Gus like Gus Farad, other, yeah, ended in a pick. And then the third was I uh, was it who was it uh, Gus Farad was with the Bengals. I can't remember who the third was, but none of them ended well except for Pat Mahomes. That was the only one that went okay. I've tried. Throwing like a girl before it looks ridiculous. Like, it's embarrassing. Yeah. So anyway, I like the Jags in that game. I think Blake Blake Bortles. I I think we can actually say Blake Bortles is good. Is that like can no, we no. Can, can we say that or no? No, we are not allowed to okay. say. Okay, we won't what, say it yet because once we start saying he's good, he's going to regress and yeah. turn into Blake Bortles yeah. two years ago. And notice I didn't say great. Like no, I, I just no. I'm just saying is he good. <laughs> So anyway, I think Blake Bortles could move the ball on the Chiefs D, which is not that good. Um, TJ Yeldon has looked good in Leonard Fournette's absence, so I like that. Uh, the Chiefs D is last in a bunch of categories. They are number one in the league on third down stops. Yeah. So that's 
That's interesting. That's it's weird. weird. It's weird, but... It's weird because you're last in, like, the yardage yeah. and all this stuff, but yet you're number one in third yeah. down convert, and it's like, how? So, yeah, so it's not a... That stat doesn't help my pick, but I'm going to go with the Jags plus three. Anyway, yeah, there you go. The second game, uh, I'm going to go the Miami against Cincinnati. Cincinnati, I'm loving Cincinnati right now. They are a six-point favorite in this game. Uh, both teams are three and one. Uh, I don't have a problem with Miami, except they don't have a run game at all to speak of. Really, uh, they're suffering. Tell me about it. I got Drake. <laughs> God, he's awful. <laughs> Jesus. Move him. Move him. Yeah. Uh, since so, I, I like Cincinnati a lot. Uh, I think I think Andy Dalton is a great game manager. He can throw the ball well too, but he also is a smart guy. Um, you know, they can run when they get the lead a little bit. It's just I, I feel like they're going to take this one. I, I think. Uh, Cincinnati's one of the best teams in the AFC, honestly. So, minus six, I will take them. Okay. Uh, last one I am taking is the Ravens at the Browns. The Browns, I love watching them. They're they're having a great season. I think the Ravens are a little bit better team here right now. They are a minus two and a half. I'm going to take the Ravens in this one. I think they're one of the better teams in their conference, too. Uh, they got, you know, the Browns are exciting this year, and their D is good. But the rookie quarterback is going to turn the ball ball over. I think. I feel. Yep. I feel there's going to be a couple quarter, you know, turnovers for Baker yep. Mayfield. So I, I also like the new receiving options that they got for Joe Flacco. Them drafting Lamar Miller seems to have kind of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, pardon yep. me. Yeah, thank you. Seems to have uh, kind of woken Joe Flacco up. Oh, a bit. it pissed him off. Yeah, it pissed him off. Yeah, and and they also helped him out by getting some different a different core of wide receivers. No one's going to say they're fantastic, but it's a different group. Like. You know, no one loves Crabtree, but he's pretty good. Willie Sneed is underrated. He kind of does things that Joe Flacco likes. So I like them in this game here too. So those are the picks. Uh, Ravens minus. So two you're and a half. taking you're yeah. taking two road teams and one home team. Yeah, oh, that's surprising. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. And and something I should bring up this this game was on my radar right off the bat is uh, Tennessee at Buffalo. This line was minus three and a half in in Tennessee. Buffalo is not good, and Tennessee is actually a pretty good team. Top ten defense. Mariota's back. Um, Derrick Henry has not had a good year, but with him and Deion Lewis, they have a decent running game, along with Mariota. Corey Coleman had a coming-out party last week. When I first saw this line, I'm like, that's the one. That's the one. I'm, I'm taking that one for sure. Yeah. That's my that's my favorite pick of this whole week. Yeah. But now – and then I started thinking about it. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know why this isn't a bigger line. Like, I think this should be – Five, well, six, seven, and Buffalo's playing at home. Maybe they're thinking so. There's travel. It's not the best travel. Tennessee to Buffalo. Yeah, it's pretty bad it, it's, travel. Uh, I, a bounce back from getting shut out by Green Bay. Like I don't. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not understanding. Uh, it's to me. It's it's kind of like a, a, not disrespectful, but like nobody sold the the odds makers aren't sold on Tennessee yet. Well, but that's the thing. So I that's what I would love to think and I'd love to take Tennessee and make a bunch of money. I don't I believe I'm wrong and I believe the odds makers are right and I'm missing something in this game. Uh so I'm I I cut it from the list completely. All right. I don't know what's going on here. It's a little bit weird. If Tennessee crushes them, I'll feel like an idiot, but I feel like there's something going on that I don't have a, a feel for and I'm going to just leave that one alone because it looked too good to be true. So I'm wondering what the hell's going on. There you go. So take those picks to the bank. Well, we're, you know, you know about about forty four percent of the time, take them to the bank. Well, well, bet on Bulldog. Bet the single games. Don't always bet single games. Don't please. parlay. Do, Do not, not parlay. That's how they get you. Single games. That's people. how they get single you. games. And uh, hopefully, you make some cash. And um, we'll uh, have some more news next week on probably Donkey Tom Wilson again because he's appealing. He got suspended for walking down the street and hitting yeah. someone. <laughs> Oscar's son, Chris, is walking across the street, and he decided to fish, finish the job. <laughs> On that note, have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next Thursday. See you later.